Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. Uh, we're back for a round two of testing this show. <laughs> the people who have reached out to me about our show have said it's pretty good. Ooh, so awesome. That sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, previously we created Pursuit of Justice Calling Dr. Love, a detective simulation game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week we're here to talk about car tactics. Car tactics. I'm so excited to talk about car tactics. I, I have like, I have like one thing that's been stuck in my head about car tactics that I want to make sure gets in there. And of course my challenge, but like uh, other than that, like I'm completely open to the, the sheer weight of the collaboration for car tactics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, speaking of bonus challenges before I start the timer, what's uh, what's your bonus optional objective? I want it to be a franchise reboot slash revival. Okay. That's interesting because of what mine was. Okay, give me yours. Mine was going to be just like a spinoff. Okay, see, see, that's what I was thinking was, I feel like in this case, what I was thinking, it's more or less the same thing, because I was thinking of the Burnout series, Mm. which hasn't been around for a while. So in in a sense, it's both a revival and a spinoff because Burnout doesn't have a tactics mode, but it's still like car-based demolition. Okay. Um, I'm going to hit the start button. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So 45 minutes on the clock. Let's just sink our teeth into this. Um, Because my thought, okay, here's the series of thoughts that I had after I said car tactics, like a spinoff. Mm-hmm. My first thought was like, well, what if we did something like Mario Kart, right? Yeah, yeah. Mario's done tactics recently. It did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart, the thing people are familiar with, you have recognizable items that you could use as weaponry and stuff like that. Yeah. But the problem with Mario Kart is is that it's often a solo experience. And when you're playing tactics, it's not, not usually just controlling one character. Mm-hmm. So then I thought about Team Sonic Racing. Yes, okay. Um, and from there I was like, well, what if it was just, uh, like, and I guess this could only be a, a reboot too, because it hasn't been around for like eight years, but Sonic and All-Stars Racing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Sonic and Sega All-Stars <laughs> Racing. Right, right. Part that of had the like... Sega Superstar series. Yeah, because that had like... Danica Patrick. Yeah. Famous Sega character, Danica Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it's it's characters throughout, you know, like the Sega milieu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like specifically like if you keep like an idea on the Team Sonic setting, like there are three like tiers of car. Yeah. Or speed power flying. Um which you would tweak that a bit mm-hmm. but like that that's where my brain has been for like the past few days is like you know that kind of stuff 
So, see, my brain gravitated towards what if Final Fantasy Tactics was in a car? Mm-hmm. So it's like, but it's like, so here, here's what I was thinking is like, okay, so it's a tactics game that's gangs of people street racing. Mm-hmm. So you have like team A, team B, you control team A, and you're like going around like a course. And while you're going along that course, you are doing your best to sabotage and destroy the other like units. And like, you know, it's clearly like, you build your cars for what kind of playstyle you want to do. Like, if you want speed and less damage, then you, you know, build, like, your frame like this. You add these add-ons. But if you want, like, a, st- a playstyle of, like, you know, ruin the other team's cars so they can't finish the... Like, they can't cross the finish line, and it doesn't matter how long you take to f- to finish the race, then, like, that's a playstyle, too. And, like... Just like controlling a whole like fleet of of characters, and then like and then you get into like fun things like you could write you know like personalities for all the characters, and they could do like you know like fire emblem esque like supports, and you could like ship them together, and and you know like things like that, and just kind of like coming up with these characters like from scratch. Mm-hmm. I I get that for sure. Um mm. my only thought is like it's gotta be projectiles, right? You gotta have projectiles. Well yeah, it's just like obviously it would be like not guns, but it would be like you know, like detritus and trash and like you know, like mm. not necessarily like grenades but like you know like a sticky bomb or like a tar trap things like that Mm -hmm. um you know a good old banana peel (laughs) i guess in that case well i guess we'll have to figure out how we're gonna resolve these thoughts yeah 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 what are some like like core gameplay okay so here's here's one thing i want to bring to to the table yeah you had something that you said you wanted to have preserved for sure well okay so it's it's more of a how what feels good to you as far as resolving turn order do you like fire emblems my team goes and then your team goes kind of style or do you think in this style of game individual units have their own like initiative speed yeah that's something i hadn't really thought about um like because a lot of the major tactics games that are out right now stuff like XCOM and fire emblems tend to do it based my on team, team your order. team correct and it's um, um really only in my mind it's like final fantasy tactics and the other like ff tactics games and then some of the tactics ogre not the gba one but the um the one that they ported to the psp does a uh a charge time uh speed mechanic mm-hmm. and i actually really love how it works it's it's okay so here is i am i guess debating for having a like per unit speed mechanic um, because the way that Final Fantasy Tactics handles it, essentially you have a charge gauge 
um, every every character has like a charge gauge, and when it reaches one hundred, uh, you get your turn. And so the way that the the flow of the battle works is it's like every like it's like a set point of time running in the background. There's like essentially what's called like a clock tick that's occurring. And every clock tick every unit on the battlefield gets their speed score in charge time. So mm-hmm. if you have a, a 10 speed character versus a 5 speed character, the 10 speed character is literally going to get two turns before the 5 speed character goes. Yeah, it's like how in regular, like once they introduce the ATV system. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just like, and then like you also have other ways to manipulate the charge gauge where like let's say you want a character to come up in, in the initiative sooner but they don't necessarily have the best like speed score. If you just either like pass your turn or you either move or act, but not both, it only consumes a part of your gauge. So, like, if you take your full turn, like a, a move action and a standard action in, like, D&D terms, that consumes 100 charge gauge. But if you were to just move, that's only 80. Or if you just did your attack, that's only 80. And if you did neither, you're only consuming 60 out of your gauge. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's, like, that element to it, too, where it's like, well... I, I really want this character to get a move, so I will just, you know, move them forward and just have them pass, and then they will come up late, like sooner in the in the initiative. Yeah, my finger accidentally just hit the stop timer button, so I'm gonna just jump us in at like 37 minutes because I think it's about where we were. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I was trying to check it, and then when I unlocked my phone, it was like, "Hi, I'm gonna stop it now." <laughs> I like the concept of the characters going in an individual order. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about having the, like, you take only, like, a certain amount of your gauge before you can act again type thing. Like, you can yeah. always, like, a pseudo-action point system. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's a negative towards this, like, charge gauge system is, like, tac- Final Fantasy Tactics never tells you about this. This is all stuff that, like, the fans had to, like reverse engineer from the the system like uh, most of the crunchy like numerical system from tactics is not really stuff they tell you about so i I always found that kind of frustrating like how am i learning how speed works in this game like via game facts when like the game could have told me you know Mm -hmm. so my thought is because i know of another system that's kind of similar in that it uses like the individual speed rating per unit Mm-hmm. is the star wars x-wing miniatures game yeah um which also has an interesting aspect of each unit or type of unit has different maneuvers that it's capable of movement speed wise mm-hmm. like um every ship has a dial and the dial has like if it's supposed to be a fast ship like a tie fighter it has like it can do a five square forward charge um but isn't really capable of doing um uh, like a u-turn roll type thing yeah yeah which i think in um this style like if we're trying to do like vehicular simulation tactics combat like it's you need to have those kind of considerations for like what an individual car can do maneuver wise mm-hmm. or at the very least like if you if we took it to something a little bit more 
you know, like a kart racer where things are a little bit more genericized, have like a set of three different types or something like that. Yeah, that people yeah. slot into. Hmm. Um, another thing about that is that certain maneuvers are red and certain are green and if you do a red one you've gained like a stress and you can't do any stressful maneuvers again until you do a green action Mm, okay which is an aspect that could be transferred over but isn't necessarily a thing i i really like uh, so i think the one of the strengths of making something like this where it's like it's focused on like vehicular simulation is the fact that you can really get into like the stress of the vehicle, the maintenance of the vehicle, and the customization. And I feel like there should be some sort of element of that, like reflected in like the kind of actions you can take with the vehicle. I don't know how like granular and crunchy I would want to get with it, but I think that is like one of the strengths that we could really play to with this kind of concept is having things like stressful maneuvers and like like you said, like you know, kind of making sure, like, your next turn, you can't take something that would, like, further put your vehicle at risk. Or you could, and you just, like, you know, the 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 further you, like, push it, the more, like, you stand to, like, you know, have, like, long-term damage done to your car. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I just thought of um, is, in a lot of what's... You know, I'm still using kart racers as an example because that's where most projectiles in racing games are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Is that each projectile tends to have its own movement speed? Correct. Um, and that's the question of: Do we have the projectiles just keep continue moving in a straight line, like, and they have their own turns, or do they just go off automatically? So that is an interesting question because. Um... The way that Final Fantasy Tactics in particular, not Tactics Advance or Tactics Advance 2, but in Tactics, spells have charge times. Mm-hmm. And that uses the like the in-game like clock ticks. So like you'll have a spell like Fire, which only takes one universal clock tick to cast. So it may actually just end up falling on like your next turn. Or on a particularly dense battlefield full a lot of enemies, you know, one clock tick could actually be like six units down, like six turns down the line. So you really have to like watch the like the initiative to see like when your spells are going off. I'm not suggesting something like that, but I, I do I am kind of fond of uh like abilities that are like maybe particularly powerful kind of happening outside of your turn yeah that's actually something i was just thinking is that that would be a good way to do it yeah like like let's say like a banana versus a shell like i think a banana resolves immediately like on your turn but a shell that's a weird one because a banana just stays there i would compare it like red shell um, versus green red red shell versus green shell yeah i would maybe make the red shell a little bit weaker but you know it'll go off automatically and guarantees a hit Mm-hmm. Or maybe not guarantees guarantees a hit, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, you still have to do an accuracy. They can't move roll. out of the way. Uh huh. Um, and then, like, I think it would be interesting for essentially the green shell to be handled like a universal hazard at that point, too, because it's like, well, yeah, because green shells are a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. 
Um, I love them, but they're a nuisance. I don't know. I think, I think what I'm stuck on is I like the idea of, this is something that I really kind of am fond of when you start kind of getting going in tactics games and you like, you get your like squad together and you have like those like, you know, six units that you love deploying because you know that they like, they synergize well. You have somebody that's like, you know, capable of healing and that person's really good at range damage, but that person like, you know, once they can get into melee range, they could really mess somebody up. And I, I just, I love that feeling of having like your like core, like good units and like being able to like take on challenges with them. Speaking of like having a squad of core good units, how many units would you think would be deployed at a time? Because when I think of like team racing, it's usually only like two to three people at a time. Yeah. On a team. Mm-hmm. And then versus like a, a specifically tactics advance map, you get anywhere from four to six people. Um, I know tactics ogre for the PSP let you go up to 10 sometimes but those maps are like huge and wiling out with nick cannon like they're very big maps to handle speaking that's like another thing i need to consider is map stuff because like it's in a lot of tactics it's you can move in any direction on the map because Mm -hmm. there's no real goal except for you know like the times where you're trying to get from point a to point b yeah it's never really like a a lap situation and laps can be weird that's why i was kind of thinking of like going with a street race kind of concept because that gives you that gives you like a course to do laps around but then it could be like you know let's say you have like your base city so like base city has like three to four different like track types but then you get outside of town and it's like okay well if you go north it's like that map up there is like you know the abandoned mines but if you go down south then then you're like racing along the highway or along the coast and you can get these like different kind of like set pathways that you're everyone's trying to maneuver around but you're like you know trying to mess the other person up at the same time Mm mm-hmm yeah, I guess it's just like a part of me is wanting to view it more like a dogfight than a race type thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just because, yeah. like, you think of other tactics games, it tends to be the enem- your enemy is on the other side of the field from you, and then you meet them, and then you work around each other. But when it comes to, even in like a street racing scenario, you both start right next to each other. That's true. That is very true. But I guess also, um, I'm trying to think of, because like, especially in like Final Fantasy Tactics, you get a lot of maps that are like, you know, elevations all the way, uh, all the way around, like all over the place. You know, the character's jump score is extremely important for navigating certain maps or like, you know, being able to take certain shortcuts over hills versus like having to walk around a hill. And I just don't really see like, Essentially, I don't really see a car tactics ever really caring about jumping necessarily. So essentially, it's like, okay, so you're essentially, you're always on a flat battlefield. 
where's there going to be variety in the long run? Like how, what's... Well, let me tell you about the... Uh, it's not, I'm not sure it counts. I don't think it counts as a kart racer because I think it might just be a regular racing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonic Riders. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Um, Where, like I mentioned before, characters are split into one of three types. <laughs> and each of them, based on their type, have access to different parts of the map. Okay. You know, such as, like, speed characters in that game are capable of grinding. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it's not immediately, I mean, I guess you could grind a rail in a car. It would just be very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. um, but, like, clearly, like, if you had a power character, that that pile of crates that's blocking that alleyway, that's nothing. Yeah. Know? But at the same time, like, I feel like that more or less ends up i feel like that almost always ends up coming back to well i think that's just essentially just a a track when you think about it or i guess it could be like um i i think i think we either have to do it like it could be a mix of well yeah now i'm thinking of like the the multiplayer like battle arenas in mario mm -hmm. kart i think that's where i need to start thinking of because like those are essentially open areas of you know they have the level design they have things you know you know terrain to put yourself between your enemies to like you know gather items and then kind of meet back in the middle to kind of bash your heads in yeah um yeah i think that's a good place to think because mm-hmm. i also think it could be a mix between those and point a to point b objective races yeah yeah i think like they they can both exist at the same time i'm just now that i'm thinking of like you know yeah like thinking about how like mario kart battle arenas are there you know there's no real objective but there is kind of like a you know like areas to retreat to gather items and then like spots in the middle to duke it out and then like places to retreat to when you're like trying to preserve balloons Mm mm-hmm I think a fun way, if you were going to stick with the kart racer thing, to differentiate the types of characters or types of classes, would be to say, when you pick up a box, these are the types of items that this kind of character can get. I really like that. I I really like that. And then, like, maybe you could also get, like, endgame equipment could also be things that are, like, you know, speed characters with this, like, metal equipped to your dashboard will make it so like your mushroom or whatever like speed boost item it is instead of only having like a 25 percent chance to get that now it's boosted up to like 50 percent chance to get that yeah and that's similar to something they already do in the sonic and sega all-stars racing transformed game mm-hmm. where every character has a series of mods yeah um and each of the mods is named after like a different thing like there's the dreamcast mod and stuff like that mm-hmm um but they they change up the stats of the characters mm. um, which in instead in our case it would you know change it could change up stats but also change up other stuff as well mm-hmm. um so i am i, I very like... much like to talk about sega properties but if you if you want to stick with the street racing idea we can well i think I think I think with with Sega it's like I I know Sonic I know Fantasy Star 
and that's like jet set radio and jet set radio well i know some like very little of jet set radio and that's like the extent of my my sega knowledge oh that's the thing is like i i'm gonna send you a link to the sonic and all-stars racing transformed page to show you like the kind of characters they chose Mm -hmm. um and then also i have a i have a wikipedia page of every sega franchise ever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh and the reason i really want to talk about it is because i did find one called mushi king the king of beetles okay uh which was an arcade game in japan where you collected cards like real life cards to swipe and every card was about a different beetle <laughs> just that... real life beetle species that sounds like that one um yakuza minigame where it's like beetle wrestling but i think they were also like sexy women dressed up like cosplaying as beetles mm-hmm. um but like i would love to this give i would love to just shine a light on like hey this is a character that makes no sense to be in here but they're here now because <laughs> this is a sega and sonic all-stars racing game um <laughs> uh, and like stuff like that i would if you do like teams of three, you could have a team that's just like, here's three random things that we pulled from the Sega catalog. It's Mushi King, the, what is, Mushi King's a Japanese rhinoceros beetle. <laughs> uh, one of the, the ships from Fantasy Zone. And then like a boat with wheels on it being driven by the guy from Sega Fast Fishing. <laughs> Okay, now now my my heart is like, this also means that you can put in uh, a team of fantasy star characters. Yeah, and and my heart is like, that would be very good. That would be extremely good. <laughs> like that's the thing that I that's I love games that are all about the shit that they're about. You know, mm. like it's why I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles turtles forever the crossover between ninja turtles and ninja turtles (laughs) and also ninja turtles (laughs) like it's just i love when a thing does a weird thing you know Mm -hmm. like i never played project x zone which is also a tactics game but i know that it's just like yeah phoenix writes here i guess and he's teaming up with ryu from streets (laughs) But also Zero from Mega Man is there. Yeah, and they're just, just being sassy. <laughs> um, and also Sega has the rights to the Persona series. Mm. I also just like that there's just some things that are clearly not Sega here. Like Team Fortress 2 on the PC edition and Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, I don't know why Wreck-It Ralph's in the game. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I just I love I love the vehicle description is literally just four words a red wrecking truck. That's yeah. it. It's just a red wrecking. Tr- I don't know what it turns into when it goes in the water in the air. I never played as Wreck It Ralph. Right, I always played right. as Gum because that's me. I love Jet Set Radio. All right. All right. I feel like if I I feel like. Making it Sega based gives us a lot of options, but also it, it uh, kind of like what I was feeling. Like I feel like, at, in the long term, you could end up just being like, "Well, I adore." Let's say Shadow the Hedgehog. Shadow the Hedgehog is the power type racer in in my 
you know, trio. So I'm just going to level him up and he's, and that's like, but then I use like Ulala for like speed on my team. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to round it out with a Sega Bass Fishing Man, who's my technical character because it's, it takes a okay, lot of Okay, and that would be fishing. really cool because like, what if his, his like fishing rod gives him reach to like fuss with the stage? So he could be like, oh, those blocks I can pull down and like, you know, make this difficult terrain in fourth edition D&D terms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does this page really not have the list of the items? Because that's like the weirdest thing in the Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing games. Mm-hmm. I maybe... see badges. Yeah, let me see if maybe it listed on the first one's page. Because, like, that's the weirdest part, is that none of these things, like, are things that exist in the series that they come from. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, God. But so there's this thing called the All-Star, which is why it's called All-Star Racing. Well, in addition okay. to the fact that it's got an All-Star cast of characters. Yeah. Um, it's essentially like getting a star in Sonic, only it transforms your vehicle into, um, like, a special version that doesn't transform depending on the spot. Um, and each one of them has like a different power that if you press the button, it activates. Uh, it's like a whole, and like it plays your theme song <laughs> and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, and that could be a fun thing to do. Like if you had like a limit gauge instead of making that an item. Mm, yeah. I personally like that sort of like finals. I, I think Final Smash Gauge is a lot more interesting than, like, waiting for the item to drop and then just, like, fighting over it. Mm-hmm. So let me let me tell you, uh, I'm just going to go off all the items that I remember from the top of my head. Uh, so there's fireworks, which activate act like your green shells. Um, there's snowballs, which, uh, the thing about snowballs is that you can either fire them one at a time because they come in sets of three. Um, and they're just like a single shot. They don't bounce off anything. So you could either fire them one at a time and they go off like single shot projectiles that they don't bounce or anything. Um, and they just slow the opponent down for a little bit. Or you can charge and fire all three at once and freeze your opponent. Oh, I like that. Um, there's the bees, which you fire and then they just fill a section of the map with bees that you have to avoid. And if you hit the bees, you slow down. Ooh. Uh, there's the hot rod item, which is like a like a mushroom that gives you a super boost, and it has three stages, okay. um, and each stage goes even faster. But if you don't hit the button to like sh- do a shockwave effect, like before you get to the end of the timer, it explodes and slows you down. Oh, okay, okay. So you're basically playing chicken with your nitrous. <laughs> Uh, there's a twister, which is, like, you fire it either forward or ahead, and then it, like, hits someone and then reverses their controls. Mm. They are driving backwards. Okay. Uh, Pufferfish is a lot like a banana. Okay. Uh, there's the baseball glove, which you use, and it creates a shield behind you that will catch any projectiles and then give you the ability to use that projectile. Uh, and I then really there's like <laughs> a RC car explosive. That is the red shell. Uh, the thing about it, though, is that Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing is a game about boosting and doing boosts. Mm-hmm. And 
if you do a boost, you will it'll stop tracking you and track the next person. Hmm. Interesting. And that's all of the weapons that I remember from Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. That actually might just be all of the weapons in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. Okay. To be perfectly honest. <laughs> but that actually brings me to a question because a lot of if a lot of kart racers involve boosting mm-hmm. and doing boosts. Say that again? Um, a lot of kart races involve boosting and doing boosts, especially from like doing drifts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it becomes a question of how do you implement that in a tactics game? I feel like boosting should be incredibly encouraged, and anytime you do something that would activate a boost, you get to continue moving. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's essentially like if you fill the conditions of doing like something that would give you a boost it adds like a tile to like the forward end of your like movement um like i really like in the wii i think that that was mario kart 8 the one for the wii u um was it drafting where you're like if you kind of race like right behind someone else you like get a speed boost by like you know, essentially, you're there's less like error resistance when you're behind someone else, so that causes you to like speed up, and then you can like overtake them. Yeah, and they actually have something similar to that in Team Sonic Racing, where whichever member of your team is in the front, like of your set of team members, they mm. leave like a trail behind them that you can get into gain boost speed. Yeah, yeah. Um. Also, like, I feel like that would be lead to fun stuff, like, in the Mario tactics game, where it's a lot of movement stuff that does, like, minor damage, so you'll end up like, alright, so I'm gonna run these five squares, and then bounce off these enemies, like, as I run, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna go in this pipe, and it's gonna take me out over here, and then I'm gonna do a thing, and that causes me to run it forward a little bit, and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, Mario and Rabbits is really... It it really feels like like uh like fourth edition and fifth edition D and D's like you know taking a minor action to do like a little bit of damage, but that could really really add up in the long run. It's so good. Um. Uh. So we are at about eleven and a half minutes remaining on our timer. Okay. I want to talk about story stuff for a second. Okay, let's do it. So, if you look at the list of characters in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing Transformed, mm. you'll see Ages, which, as you all know, is Sega spelled backwards. <laughs> oh god, it is, isn't it? Uh-huh. Ages is a character that only exists, really, in this game, and is a VMU memory unit. <laughs> okay. okay. That transforms. Um, I want Ages to be the bad guy. <laughs> Let's do it. I want this it. to be a isekai situation where all the characters have been sucked into a virtual world run by ages. I like that because it gives you a reason why you have all the Sonic all- or the the Sega All Stars in one spot. Mm-hmm. And as we learned from Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, isekai is a good it, isekai and tactics 
go well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I think it would also be very funny because it's a Dreamcast VMU. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and you know stuff like that. I I just I just think it would be very silly, and it's very it would be interesting to have you know like this is just an AI that is a villain and not one of the villains from one of these series such as Eggman. Yeah, yeah, like Dissidia Final Fantasy works because Chaos as the big bad from Final Fantasy 1, they were able to make into more of a primal like Chaos, like the 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 primal force of Chaos itself rather than just like a spooky demon man at the end of the game like it, it it worked because they they put into the they put the work in to turn one of the game's final bosses into like the big bad. Mm-hmm. But I think in this case, having Aegis be the kind of the the prime antagonist um, works because it's like it's 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 franchise neutral, but at the same time has connections to all the other characters. Yes. And then, like, he could also have, like, lieutenants that are, like, Eggman and things like that. But then I wouldn't also... even make one of them Eggman. I would just make one of them Chaos. But it's, when you're getting to the fight, you fight three different versions of Chaos. Absolutely. And but I also want, base like, chaos, a... Perfect Chaos and, like, Chaos 4, I guess. I don't mm. know. But then also, I think that winning a race against an antagonist would also add them to your roster. See, I like that for, I think there should be some that are that and some that aren't. I feel like okay. if you race Eggman, you unlock Eggman, but Eggman's like, hey, I don't know why I'm here either. Just ask my good friend Shadow the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they that team of three joins your team of selection and you can just swap people out. Yeah. Danica Patrick comes back and is also an evil lieutenant. You cannot recruit Danica Patrick. <laughs> She she's just too much of a force of nature to be recruited. I I fully accept that. Uh, it's just I, that's really all you need to know. It's just like oh, um, the foul spawn, aka the space demons from Fantasy Star, uh, help provide like mook units to huh. to fight against. And the evil crows from Billy Hatcher. Hmm. Yep. Billy Hatcher's car is a big egg. Oh yeah, it's. Is it, does it have wheels or does it, is it like a gyroscope, is it like one of those like gyro racers? It's, it's like there's a little pod on top of a big egg and the big egg is the wheel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and there's three of them because it is a Billy Hatcher team. It is Billy Hatcher, um, the girl Billy Hatcher, and then the third unit is the big Billy Hatcher and the small Billy Hatcher sharing a car. (laughs) I don't remember any of the other characters' names right now. (laughs) But I know those were the four playable characters in Billy Hatcher. <laughs> um, Jet Set Radio would be Beaten Gum for sure. And okay. then I would want to say Mew because Mew is one of my favorites. But the real answer is Corn because Corn has very funny hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we're hitting up almost at our five minute warning it's like six and a half minutes right now mm-hmm. uh, is there any other stuff we need to talk about 
Clarify one thing for me real quick. So uh-huh. in in these kind of racers, the the the, Son- the Sega Team Racers, is it like three individual carts or are they like all stuck together? So in this, it's in so in Sega Sonic All Stars Racing, it is a single player thing. It's not in teams. Okay. In Team Sonic Racing, it is three individual cars. Okay. 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 Which is why like the person in your team who's in the lead can leave like leave like a draft line okay. and stuff like that. And then in that, because it's a more traditional racing, it's you know the points that you would each earn, and then you add them all up to be your team score. Yeah. Uh, so what would you call this? Because I have some good taglines, um, and maybe a subtitle, depending. See, my brain is just like Sega Car Tactics. Just keep it real simple. <laughs> okay, but, uh, hold on, I got one for you. Okay. It's going to take some brain, like, you have to be able to parse the words correctly. Okay. Since the series is originally called Sega Superstars, we call it Sega Superstars. Okay. And then it's got a subtitle of, it's two words. First word, stream. And the second word, after a space, is cast. <laughs> because it's a crossover game. <laughs> Dreamcast tactics and you you've got it. I think I think it has to have tactics in the name. Alright, then it would be Sega Superstars Tactics colon Dreamcast. I think Dreamcast has to be the end one. <laughs> That's a winner. That's a winner. Uh, a crossover for the ages and ages in all caps. Exactly. Uh, there's a big uh, rappy on the the cover from Fantasy Star. Just a big old chicken. Do you? Should there be so like in the in the Nintendo and Xbox versions of the games, you could import your avatar to be one of the characters. Um, Absolutely. And in, and in Fire Emblems, lately they have a character that you create and customize. Mm. Do we do we have one of those? Do we put that in here? Yes. Okay, in that case, then who are the two other people you start with? Oh, God. Because it can't be Sonic, because Sonic's got to be on a team with Tails and Knuckles. Correct. Um, who are some characters that don't wouldn't have other characters join in with them on the team? I think Cream. The Cream would be with Amy. Okay, okay. I think it would be Amigo from Samba de Amigo for okay. sure is one of them. What about a Chow? Like, do we need a Chow trio? So yeah, in Team Sonic Racing, the Chow. The Chow set is like it's all four types of Chow. Mm. Uh, it's like regular Chow, Angel Chow, Devil Chow, and Omo Chow, all sharing one car. Yeah. Um, what if it's regular Chow as your starter, and then later you get Omo Chow, Angel, and Devil as three separate units? Okay, but what if it's you replace normal Chow with Omo Chow? <laughs> okay. All right, but here's another brain idea. Instead, is what if instead of having Chow as a team, or having maybe having that Chow as a team? With Oma Chow in it, and then you customize a normal Chow as your main character. <laughs> but it like it gets buck wild, right? Yeah, like it gets it gets buck wild with it, like way beyond the stuff you could do in Sonic Adventure, like 
way, way, way beyond like getting real weird with it. I think it would be, you know, change the color and then you would have like cosmetic stuff like, oh, you can add horns from these animals or like, oh, here's the Samba de Amigo sombrero or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like co- some some of them are like costume pieces, but also it's like transformation stuff. Mm-hmm. Like one of them, once you equip it, you become a VMU also, mm-hmm. uh, which means we still need to come up with another another one. So it would be your custom chow. uh Samba de Amigo and maybe BD Joe from Crazy Taxi. That way you're not starting with like immediately like, oh, these are the characters for sure that I love and I'm only going to be using them forever. Yeah. Like some people really like BD Joe. He makes crazy money. (laughs) That That works for me. I'm... Like, unless it's, like, a one-off, like, Fantasy Star NPC or, like, the little, like, bird, like, the Rappies from Fantasy Star, like. What if it's knights? Because I don't think we should include the knights' other characters, because I don't know what any other characters from knights. I know there's evil knights, but, like, that's it. Evil knights yeah. can be a villain. Yeah. Yeah, let's do knights. Okay. Knights, a custom chow, and the other one. Samba de Amigo. Samba de Amigo. Samba de Amigo is fun because in Sega All-Stars Racing, he drives a train. Mm. And it turns into like a tugboat. And then I don't remember what the plane is because the planes are weird. Yeah. The only good stage <laughs> to fly in is the afterburner stage. All right. I'm going to we have 30 seconds left. I'm going to still let it go. I'm gonna let okay. the thing ring. I think we managed to do it just under the time limit. We did. So we didn't spend we did. any time on the story. I mean, I feel like having the framework for the story is it's yeah, because like there's really nothing else you need to say about that kind of story. Yeah, because then it just gets into like fun, like um, All right, that's what's... the timer. Okay, but at I, that I think point, after... we're just retrospecting. Yeah, I think. Really, like, what with these kind of stories, you're just, like, putting your characters in, like, fun situations and just kind of, like, seeing where their personalities, like, bounce off of each other. Like. Keep talking. I'm just going to type the stuff in. I just, I, that's, for me, that's what worked for, like, Dissidia Final Fantasy, because it's like, okay, but, like, how would, like, Cloud and Squall interact if they were just, like, left alone to their device their own devices and like getting to see like those kind of things like play out like that to me is like where crossover games like really shine and i guess we could have like you know talked about like what kind of situations we would like to see but again i'm a a little uh yeah i mostly just wanted to say which characters i wanted (laughs) Mm. like a boat with wheels okay i just i wrote down the title and it made me laugh really like just like i'm still giggling about sega superstar tactics colon dream cast <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb <laughs> okay um all right i think we both kind of hit our our bonus objective 
Yeah, because it's both a spinoff and it's also a reboot because All-Star Racing is essentially defunct at this point. Yeah, like, it's kind of one of those things where it kind of did the moment they released Team Sonic Racing. Mm. I would have rathered it be a, a Sega All-Stars Team Racing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Personally. Alright, so I gotta write this... Oh, I didn't even ever talk about racetrack, but I guess it's because that kind of movement system is too complicated. Mm. Just people at home, if you're interested in what the baseline for a more like War Games-style racing tactics game would be, look at racetrack or any other pen-and-paper racing type thing. Mm-hmm. Where it calculates vectors and stuff like that. It's wild. Yeah. I like the idea of vehicles having different maneuvers. Mm-hmm. All right, so here is my sentence that I've written here, or sentences. 3v3 tactics with both deathmatch and point-to-point objectives featuring Sega characters. Turns calculated by unit speed, three classes of units, speed, technique, and power, with different items and access to different map locations. Characters are brought into a digital world by Aegis and must defeat them to escape. Perfect. Like, I think the only other thing is, like, I think we decided that there is going to be, like, a an equipment slash upgrade system. Mod system for changing character stats. And promoting character progression. Right. I also added that the customizable player character is a chow. Oh, yeah! <laughs> All right, uh, so that's been this episode. <laughs> um, so Crash, how do you feel about having done two of these? Oh, this is a blast. It's very fun. I am also relieved that we went with the Sega Superstar Tactics route, because that means legally we cannot make this game. Yes. And that is a weight off of my mind. Because I, I was like, if we if we get too into like the street racer generic route, then there's really nothing stopping us from making this game other than time and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Although, if someone wants to make the fan game Sega Superstar Tactics Dreamcast, please do so, and I will thank you kindly. Yeah, no, we will do everything in our part to promo it and make sure it gets okay, out there. Okay, but no, we won't, because the moment we start promoing things is the moment things get shut down. <laughs> keep well, it simple, underground keep it quiet, promo. keep it safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Secret word, word of mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's, don't put it out until you're done, and then drop it and then disappear from the internet. That's how you mm-hmm. do these things. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Pokemon modding scene. Poor Pokemon Uranium. <sighs> Alright, um... So, Crash, please, plug your stuff. Oh, are we not gonna draw what we're gonna do next time? Oh, uh, we're gonna do that at the end. Oh, right, right, right. Um, you can find me on Twitter at CrashingWaves14. I am... not doing a whole lot uh, on my, like public sphere but if you want to reach out to me and talk to me about anything please do i love to hear from y'all um yeah just really taking it easy right now and it's great 
Uh, all right. You can find me on Twitter at MadLobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. Um, and like last time, this podcast technically doesn't exist on its own yet. Um, and we're just sort of like feeling it out. I think one more and we'll know for sure if we're going to stick with it because like I'm mm-hmm. feeling it. But I need I... to know how many we can do consistently. Yeah, I adore this. It's so much I, fun. I just the the moment we make a concept that's just too good to leave alone, I think is when I'll start getting worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but so instead, if you have any thoughts or if you want to talk about what you would have done for a car tactics game or what your favorite psychic character is, you can tweet those to us personally. Or at least me personally. Yeah, I'll I'll see it. Uh, and yeah, just let us know what you think. I might run mm-hmm. a poll after this episode goes up and see what people think and can vote anonymously. Um, but yeah, I this is good. I like this. I, I adore this. <laughs> All right, let's roll some numbers. Woohoo! All right, one. So this time we're just getting a genre. This will be good because this will give us a chance to see what will be different when we don't have a topic to pick from. Right. All right, 18. So that would be rhythm. All right. A rhythm game. Would you like me to roll a bonus challenge or do you think we're good with just rhythm? Please roll a bonus challenge. Okay, I'm going to roll a bonus challenge. This one also says spin-off. Should I re-roll because we just did that? Yes. Or we could just do the next one. Alright, the next one would be movie tie-in because we didn't do that last time. Yes. Okay, a movie tie-in rhythm game. Awesome. Alright. Uh, so, until then, good luck. Have fun. Have fun.